0: mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering in these season to see the eagles eat teams like scrammy's topped with cheese it's philadelphia Bo Shiel and Zach making it cooler than three pigments till Zach runs off with his valet key. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds food. with friends. Bo Shiel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on. Birds you. How with do friends. you
1: have time to consume all this content?
0: <laughs> oh, You're listening to Dave
1: Spadero
2: <laughs> <laughs> interviews? I, I take the
0: morning
2: bike ride and I listen to. Oh, that oh that I want to hear more about that, way. but go yeah, ahead. That's... No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I, <laughs> right. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah.
1: But,
0: yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends, the post-season, post-Eagles season edition. Bow Wolf, Zach Berman, Sheila Kapadia, and Marissa Morris here to talk about a lot of stuff. We've got Tank Pot Dome Scandal. We've got Joe Judge to talk about. We've got Howie Roseman's comments to talk about. We've got Doug Peterson probably coming back to talk about. We've got Jim Schwartz retiring, or at least stepping away, reportedly, to talk about. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Sheil, how are you?
1: Lots, yeah, a lot to get, a lot since our last podcast. Some expected, some not expected. Uh, You know, I don't care how I'm doing. You don't care how I'm doing. Let's get
0: to the goods. All right, let's get to the good stuff right off the top. I think the thing that everybody uh, wants to talk about. And so let's look at the Swooper casting leaderboard. (laughs) Because that's the most
2: important thing right now, right?
0: (laughs) Zach, you entered. Uh, You entered the fray without a chance, but a, a role of potentially playing spoiler. Would you play to win or would you tank? A tough question. And it turned out that you did in some ways tank. Uh, you had Jalen Rager leads all Jalen's in yards from scrimmage did not happen. all
1: these I mean you had necessary? Chase
0: Young has more sacks than hurts turnovers did not happen you had Miles Sanders gets 133 rushing yards that was a tank job he didn't even play and Carson Wentz plays at least one snap that was a tank job inactive so a big old goose egg for you shield you needed an outright W in order to force a tie Brandon Graham reaches 10 sacks did not happen Chase Young or Montez Sweat has a forced fumble. Looked like it might happen a couple of times. Did not Chase happen. Chase
1: Young. My gosh. When that guy has a
0: head of steam. Mm. He Chase down hurts on that roll out to the right. Well named. Uh, more than three false starts by the Eagles offense. Did not happen. You did have the the big one at the end. Travis Fulgham has more yards than Dallas Goddard to finish as the Eagles' leading receiver on the season. Dallas Goddard did not play. Travis Fulgham had one catch for 15 yards, one hit for you. And then the really fun one, a kick or throw hits the crossbar or upright, did not happen. And I had three irons in the fire. Jalen Hurts has at least three touchdowns. I thought I was going to hit that after the Marcus Epps interception. Didn't happen. Ronald Darby gives up a completion of uh, 20 yards or Chris Collinsworth says he was in tight coverage. Didn't happen. But I did hit the uh, the most expensive purchase of the season. The Eagles have a draft pick of seven or better, thereby tying shield, thereby pulling out the victory for super sarcastic casting. And so it is my pleasure to present to myself. The inflatable turkey for a well-earned victory. Uh, Sheil, you also won the Spread Your wins and Fly Draft. Congratulations to you. And Zach, you won the season-long pool for Bird Lines on the cheat sheet. So a victory for us all. I think the ones that we each deserved, the ones that we each cared about the most. Okay, that'll do it for this episode <laughs> of Birds with Friends. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. And uh, make sure to follow Marissa on Twitter. Uh, okay. Let's talk. I guess at the start, I don't even think we can do a full Z-Berm, Stone Cold Newsman yeah, breakdown because yeah. we'd have to go uh, the we whole need segments. We need focus. We need to yes. go the whole way. So let's let's start. I think uh, with the most important thing, and that is that is the press conference from today. Howie Roseman, what he told us, what he said, uh, the sentiments that that he passed along. And I guess why don't we start with you, Zach? What did you think were uh, was at least the number one takeaway from what Howie Roseman said?
2: Sure. The number one takeaway really was was Howie playing damage control, if you will, or at least trying to reinforce that he has confidence in Carson Wentz, that he can't imagine the Eagles without Carson Wentz. He said it's like looking at your hand without fingers, right? Um, he oh, uh, so said that was the we worst. view
0: Carson Wentz as like a finger on our hand. Oh, yes, we can't yes. imagine him not being a part of us. You think he exactly. workshopped
1: that? Bad? That <laughs> could not have been spur of the moment, right? You don't. I just, think he needed. No one's to. mind just operates like that. <laughs> sure. Like I don't go around so, dropping lines. Like Do you think I it was a picture. shot? Go ahead. Shot at JPP.
0: I was yeah. I was gonna say a shot at Jason Light. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> no, I don't think no, it was that.
0: No, I don't. I don't think, think it was so, that.
2: No. But uh, no, I so I thought I, I thought that was deliberate on his part, and whether that was. A leverage play, or whether that was a genuine sentiment, is really the the big story going forward here. Because Carson Wentz, the report came out Sunday uh, from from ESPN, uh, Chris Mortensen, who is an outstanding reporter, very credible. Um, yeah, we're
0: not talking. We, we're not talking about some you know schlub of a yeah, report here. This love is love a more. Yeah, exactly. how could you not love a more? Yeah. Love a more.
2: Yes, and Morton and Morton, uh, Steve that- Wolf,
0: uh, I think, you like covered stuff together in the eighties. I forget oh, yeah? the exact story. I know, that wa- that I know Steve is. I know Steve is watching tonight, so maybe he can text me the the really? Mort story. If you could have yeah, told so... me that
1: before, then when I if I ever talking to Mort, I could have brought that up mm. a little small talk. Well,
0: okay, I have, you got it it in your back I have it
1: now. I have it now. whoever meetings, is twenty twenty two.
2: Well, who, well, whoever is talking to Mort is very well connected because maybe I'm um, Steve Wolf. <laughs> yeah, because Mort said that uh, that that Carson went that the relationship between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson is damaged beyond repair, and that Carson Wentz uh, wants to be traded, and uh, and and Chris Mortensen was was on WIP, oh, I'm sorry, was on 97.5 The Fanatic this morning, um, and said that uh, that. Uh, Carson Wentz wants out, and and he's, he he uh, unless Carson Wentz stands up and says the report's not true, then he's 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 going to stand with his sources on this. Carson Wentz today declined the opportunity to speak politely,
0: uh, politely declined,
2: <laughs> politely declined. Yes, um, he, he ha- and, and Carson's a smart guy, and there have been issues and reports uh, that have reflected poorly on him that have come up before that he has. Uh, refuted or deflected Um, he 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 understands that if he speaks it's a form for him to have his input here and he declined that opportunity Uh, so he left it out there uh, whether it's it's by design or or whatever that he's unhappy And, uh, and and so so to get back to Howie my big takeaway from Howie was Howie trying to establish that the Eagles want want Carson Wentz, and if that's leverage against Carson, if that's leverage with other GMs, or if 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 that's the, the way how he thinks that Carson's the quarterback, that's the big question this offseason.
0: And I want to stick on the the Wentz thing, but it was also interesting in conjunction with the way that Howie spoke about Jalen Hurts, which was extremely tepid. He was ba- he now we didn't get we didn't get to follow up on like a full Hurts question for Howie, but the way he talked about him was basically. You know you need depth at quarterback we we stand by that there were two teams yesterday playing for the playoffs with their backup quarterback he did not say like you know we've got two starting caliber quarterbacks uh we think in in hertz and Wentz. it was very much wentz is our guy again uh, like you just said zach i think that's mostly posturing but it was definitely noteworthy
2: agree wholeheartedly there and it, it and, and that was uh i give credit to you you were texting me during and and, we, and, and you said we need more on hertz here and I didn't fully grasp like how tepid that was about Hurts until I, I listened back to it. And the the, uh, the you mentioned it there. The two things that jumped out was was having depth in a 17 game season, and comparing him to backup quarterbacks who, who needed to get their team into the playoffs this past weekend. So uh, that really stood out.
0: Meanwhile, he dropped, Jalen Hurts. He, wait, go he, ahead.
1: Dropped, he he mentioned a 17 game season as a reason yeah. for this.
0: Yes, I missed that actually. That's oh, yeah, funny funny. he said Yeah, one more game. Yeah, yeah, At yeah, the Jets wait. on the schedule next year. <laughs> yeah,
2: so um, no, wow. so so we'll get that to, to everything else. But but the quarterback part of it was was the biggest part of the press conference.
0: And uh, I do want to uh, close the loop. I already got the text from Steve Mort. Covered the Dodgers was a great baseball reporter. He says. Mm.
1: Very good. Go. surprise well, A yeah. little history lesson. I would expect nothing less. Uh, so, so my takeaway on the, or my read on the Wentz stuff, I, I mean, I know Mort said, I believe, Zach, during that interview that, you know, this didn't come from Carson's agents or, mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Uh, I, I mean, regardless, uh, I, I think, yeah, if Carson Wentz wanted to clear the air, he could have cleared the air. Carson Wentz is a big boy. We've seen mm-hmm. him in, uh, you know, challenging circumstances. Remember, it was... Uh, what was it after the 2018 season where he held a little, held the little, uh, gathering, no yep. cameras. It was, uh, yep. you know, a- after the anonymous reports had surfaced with some teammates being sort of critical of him, he wanted to clear the air before everyone went their separate ways. If he wanted to do that. He could do that. If He doesn't want to do that. Uh, you know, he-, he doesn't have to do that. And, um, you know, the truth is, like you said, this is a credible reporter putting this out there that, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz have a fractured relationship that Carson Wentz is going to ask for a trade or, or has asked for a trade. And I didn't think Howie Roseman – now, now I was viewing this. I was not a, a part of the press conference. I was viewing this as I was doing other stuff, but I didn't feel like that was a, a strong – uh, you know, that strong of an, and it sounded to me exactly what you say, you know, a couple months before you treat, you could trade a guy. I mean, there was nothing yep. binding there, nothing that would make him look dumb. There was the, the follow-up about, you know, you're not looking to trade him. And what do you say? We're not right now. That's not, we're not having those yeah, conversations it's, it's, or whatever. It's, it's
2: still so wrong. Yeah. We're not, we're not thinking that, right. way, that that way. This is just a very talented player. Yeah.
1: Right. So Didn't I
2: categorically I, eliminate anything there.
1: yeah Yeah, no he didn't and and i mean we always read too much into it like if you're a GM, you're allowed to say something now and lie and change totally. it, you know, like that's that's part of the thing. I mean, what good would it do do him to say, yes, we're definitely going to trade Carson Wentz. Uh, we're absolutely thinking about that. I, I mean, sometimes teams want to do that because they want to drum up a market and let everyone know, hey, this guy's available. Uh, come make your calls. But I don't, I don't think that's necessary given I'm the I'm going to disagree with you
2: real quick there. Though, okay. Um, about us reading too much into it. I don't think you can read too much into it when Howie Roseman makes his his first comment in, in, in his first comments in four months, if it's like a Friday Doug Peterson press conference and he just says something that you can read too much into, but Howie, we Howie have no choice goes,
0: but to read too much into it. Yeah, like that's, yeah, that's yeah, all we Howie get. How he goes
2: in, Howie goes into these with game plans, right? Howie's not not just answering something. You know, he he knows what questions are coming and he knows how he wants to answer it.
1: Right, but so you think his comments today indicate that he they're not they don't want to trade Carson Wentz. I think, oh, no, I think no, what Zach no, is saying that's is that it's, that it's,
0: purposeful. it's purposeful. It right. doesn't mean Everything he's telling he the truth, but yeah, yeah exactly. but right. Yeah, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys uh, yeah. are agreeing. You basically reading, to, reading yeah. too much into it was the wrong phrasing for me. Yes. Okay. I, I would say, uh, you know, you don't, you don't listen to what they say and say, that's, you know, that's a, the truth. That's yeah. what they're thinking because they're going to change their minds. They have to sure. see what offers they get. They have a, a bunch of different things they have to figure out. So, you know, it it doesn't surprise me that Carson Wentz wants to be traded. I mean, that that really shouldn't surprise anybody, right? That Carson Wentz would potentially want to be traded. It shouldn't surprise anyone that that's an option that the Eagles have to look at and look at very seriously in the weeks and months ahead. And I don't know what the percentage chance of it happening is right now. I would put it over 40 and under 85, so, I don't know. Those are randomly picked pick numbers. It's like when
0: that's like when that reporter on Twitter the other day <laughs> said he makes between $30,000 and $100,000. <laughs> uh,
1: but I mean, you, you get Big the flex. point. I, I think there's uh, you know, I I think there's probably more than a coin flip chance that Carson Wentz gets traded this offseason.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. And I also think to your point, uh, Zach Ertz, and we can get to him later as well, um, made, made a good point on this from the like Carson Wentz doesn't want to be a backup. He's like, I he, he was like, I, th- I think that is so silly. Like, of course, he doesn't want to be a backup. I don't want to be a backup either. Like, he's nobody, a competitor. Yeah, he right. Nobody wants to be a backup. Now, you can argue, go win the job. You know, don't transfer. Don't pull a Joe Judge. But uh, that's a different conversation. Or uh, Jalen Hurts, for that matter.
2: So the other um, big takeaways, I I, I would say, uh, there are a few things here. First off, I'm pulling this up, when it came to Howie discussing his record. Um, This
1: was, oh my god. Yeah, so
2: there were three big points, and I... I haven't read Bo's column yet, but but Bo addressed all this, so make sure you uh, check that out. Uh, how do you well, know if like, you haven't
0: if you haven't read it? How do you know that I've addressed it?
2: Because we discussed how we were splitting mm-hmm. up the press conference. So, yeah, but you know,
0: maybe I forgot. Maybe <laughs> if, I maybe I freelanced. Yeah. Maybe he went
1: rogue not, and just stole your angle.
0: Maybe if I growing about two hill.
2: <laughs> if you did not address it, then uh, we are uh, missing something in our coverage tomorrow or or, mm-hmm. or tonight. Um, so uh, so he said we're we're a four eleven and one roster. But then a few breaths later, he said, three years before, we won 35 games, which is, you know, and we'll get to that. And then he also said uh, later on, just because you have one bad moment uh, uh, does not mean you're not good at, at your job or you don't have a good process. It happens in this business.
0: And uh, I, and I I And I made the point in the column that it's actually the sentence right before that that I think is even more troubling. He said – By the same time, we have also been incredibly successful. Just because you have one bad moment doesn't mean you're not good at your jobs or you don't have a good process. Incredibly successful. This team has been whiffing itself about the Super Bowl for four seasons straight. That 35 wins uh, in in three seasons thing, if you just move it forward a year and you go 2018 to 2020, you disregard 2017, guess what? They're 19th. In wins. Okay. So let's not pretend like they have done anything super special over the last three years. And what have they done since the Super Bowl? Just continued to bring guys back and bring guys back and try to run it back. And I went back to the tape. I pulled a Zach Berman, went back to the transcripts. Four off seasons in a row now, every single year since the Super Bowl, Howie Roseman has said something like, We need to guard against sentiment, sentimentality. Mm -hmm. We can't afford to just keep running it back. We can't just bring back the guys because we like them. And guess what? They keep doing it. They keep doing it. And this is exactly what was always going to happen. A roster of old players with nobody good young. Do you know that if Carson Wentz moves on this offseason, the only player on the entire roster under the age of 30 with a Pro Bowl nod will be Rick Lovato.
2: Mm. I did know that actually, yeah. Yeah, oh right. wow! I no, I, no, know. I, mean, oh,
0: I didn't know that.
2: No, I, I just mean it in a, in a way they have, they're just lacking young talent. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, no,
2: that's that's a great point.
1: Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought that this, uh, you know, I didn't need to be at this press conference because I heard this press conference a year ago. Exactly. I mean, really, it was the exact same talking points over and over again. It's the and, same like, thing. What year is it going to be when you're? going back to 2017 everybody knows you won the super bowl in 2017 you get that for the rest of your life it's absolutely a feather in your cap a huge accomplishment all those different types of things but guess what it's over if they go oh in 16 the next two years you can't Go back. He was going not only going back to 2017. He was going back to 2010 drafts. I mean, what was that? Yeah, exactly. I heard a press well, conference like, with no accountability, no like, you know, very surface level uh admission of error and mistake. Nothing beyond that. Nothing that made me think that this organization on any level is serious about any kinds of kind of change. I mean, one year, give me a break. I mean, Bo gave the numbers. You know, I was looking at some of them last night. The last three years. Since the Super Bowl, because we do, I think we need to start talking since the Super Bowl. Yes, I mean Malcolm Jenkins was the only one who had this right. The August after the Super Bowl, the Super yeah. Bowl's over. You start anew every year. This is how it works. Obviously, you get you get the credibility there. Since the Super Bowl, their their winning percentage is twentieth in the NFL. I mean twentieth, and that is right. with Carson. Yeah, Wentz. it's the
0: same just because they get one playoff win. That's the only difference. That but anyway, is go with
1: ahead. Carson Wentz being healthy. Uh, two of the three years fully healthy you know he, I, I don't know how many how many games has he missed over that span due to injury uh, it would just be that first that first year four. right i don't know how yeah. many he missed that year but whatever and it and, and yeah to make matters worse you can kind of live with all right you, you know 4 and 11 uh, 20th in winning percentage over 3 years if you are a team on the rise if there is something to look forward to you just mentioned the thing no young talent no answer quarterback no move, no no flexi- least flexibility in the NFL to make a move via free agency, and so you're talking about the draft, and that's it. Yeah, you want to build through the draft. It takes many draft cycles to build that way, and you need to complement those draft picks with something else. So uh, I just watched that, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, it does not see that did not sound to me like a man who has had conversations with Jeffrey Lurie, where Jeffrey Lurie has said, "We've got to get this fixed." This isn't going the way I want, you know, all the reports we heard a month ago about Jeffrey's not happy about this. Well, I don't think that message has gotten through. I don't think they have a plan. How could they? And uh, I think this is as dis- if you're an Eagles fan. I mean, this has to be as disappointed as you've been since when the the end of the Chip Kelly era.
0: Yeah, probably uh, so. <clears throat> yeah, I think
2: before that, yeah. I, At least then you had the, end end of the pre- Andy you Andy promise
0: era. of a new coach.
2: I'd say the end of the Andy era. I'd say 2012.
0: The the, that's yeah. the thing.
1: It's so, I mean, it's so, run it back. Run back 4 mm-hmm. 11 well, so, I mean, can't you just picture January 2022. <laughs> Him, Stanley, you know what? Uh, sometimes I get mm-hmm. attached to these players. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, ridiculous. I know. <laughs> well, so, well,
0: and so, there's it so, always an excuse. First it was, first it was uh, the shortened off season from the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, you know, we maybe we didn't bring that into account so much. This year he goes with the pandemic that was um, this was we, we pivoted because we we thought we would have the only uh nfc east team with the infrastructure and quarterback and head coach <laughs> which is insane like uh, you don't change your your, your organizational decision making because of that and two is a lie because they didn't like they didn't all they did he said uh after the draft we pivoted we had some chances to get younger all they did was bring back Jason Peters and Vinnie Curry, which were dumb moves. And, you know, I talked about at the beginning of the season with the two hill stuff, like this team doesn't understand where it is in its cycle of roster development. It's still pretending that it's a contender, but it's not like they, it's not like they didn't trade for DeAndre Hopkins or Stefan Diggs and traded for Darius Slay because they thought that they were going to have a chance to win the NFC East because there were new coaches on the other yeah. three teams. Give me a break.
2: No, but but I, I do think it's important to point out the context with which he answered those those lines we're picking apart. Not the pandemic one, but but the other ones. The first question was um was why should fans have confidence that that you That's can be true. the guy to fix it. And so his response to that was, Well, you know, four eleven and one is our record. That's what we are, but in the three years before this they won thirty-five games. So basically what he was saying is, look at my body of work. He wasn't you know he he can't say look at the team i built this year right he was saying they're a bad roster he was saying their rosters not what they were in in the past so that was that answer and then the other one we were talking about was in response to a, a, a question do they need to change the way they pick players or or or, or do things like that
0: yeah and this and, is when he said yeah we've got to say we've got people in the building who were there when we drafted these future eagles hall of famers the last time they drafted one of these guys was 2013. Yep. Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. That is eight years ago now. And guess what? There's not a lot of people who are in the building still. It's it's Howie Roseman, it's Deuce Staley and Anthony Patch who are like who are decision makers still. Give mm-hmm. me a break. You're right. Yeah, I mean, right. I
1: understand the context of it, but nobody wants to hear that. No, I'm, I mean, I'm just talking for the
2: listeners. No, you're giving the appropriate Howie. context. Yeah, like yeah, he didn't yeah. get up there and say, like, look at my Super Bowl ring. You know, like I mean, he, he he got up there talking about, like, he was trying. Uh, I'll, I'll say this because I thought what, what Howie was doing was, like, taking responsibility without actually showing, like, what you're – like, he was saying I'm responsible for it. But he wasn't saying like he was defending everything that they did you know his his whole point was that well we were trying to extend that super bowl window um which was true but your execution doing it was and <laughs> so which they weird. said last year yeah
0: <laughs> so he said the same thing was the last whole year Whole
1: theme of last offseason yeah
0: yes it was yeah. like i mean it was like a toddler um like telling you he's sorry but not knowing what he's sorry for like you know you know they know how to act and, and and say that they're very sorry, but there's no, like, well, okay, what are you sorry for? There's no understanding of what they actually did wrong.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this was a day where you get out there and say, I haven't been good enough. It's unacceptable, the decisions I've made. I know the fans are tired of me saying the same, same things over and over again. Having said that, I'm confident we're going to make changes. We're going to get this thing right. You know, that... I don't need you quoting 35 wins. I mean, so what's on. your response
2: then? Yeah, so that you're he comes, the GM. He comes with wait, that in his holster. No, uh, wait, 35 so, so wins. So, no, so I'm just, I'm, I'm just workshopping this year. You're yeah. the GM. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm Dave Zingaro. And I ask you, mm, why, should fans, good, yeah, why should fans have, have confidence that you're the one who can fix it? What's your answer?
1: You know, I don't want to come up here with a bunch of platitudes and tell you why they should. Because the fact is, it hasn't been good enough. And I understand the fans that fans don't have confidence in me right now. We are coming off a 4-11-1 season. We made a lot of bad decisions last offseason. We're not in great shape going forward. All those things are absolutely true. I'm not going to stand up here and lie to you right now. Having said that, I'm going to work hard to get this right. We have people in this building who I trust. I need to make changes with our process, and we're going to be a winning organization going forward. That's my commitment to the fans. Wow.
2: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Off the dome. Um, but listen,
1: so- I'm available, PR. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to work those crazy hours, have Zach texting me at 2 a.m., but if you just need like that a little accurate, bit of that, actually, yeah. I'm, avail- I'm available. <laughs> That is
0: accurate. But that was fantastic. <laughs> um,
1: well, it reminds me. I remember, uh, I think I was working at philly.com when, uh, I, I really don't remember what year it was, but Joe Banner did an interview with, uh, I don't know if it was the WIP morning show. It, it, it was somebody, and he, his quote was something like, we've made the NFC, we've made the championship game this many times. And this was at this was like, yeah, I mean, everybody remembers the fatigue at that point of just like can't get over the hump, can't get over the hump, can't get over the. And it was probably after 2008, and he just got absolutely crushed for that. I, I remember, I mean, I don't know how long that news cycle was, but I mean, and that was saying we've gotten to the championship game. I mean, this is right, 35, yeah, but so
2: 35 wins. So, would fans be, be more reassured if he gave your answer, if he got up there and, and was like it's not good enough and I'm gonna work hard right like like we would kill him we would say what's your plan no, you know so, I, I, I so would, basically I would, uh, so his I, approach I, his approach was the Doug Peterson approach which was what Doug Peterson gave the the Peterson version of it last week which was I'm a Super Bowl winning coach I know what it takes to get there right you know you know we've had a, a lot of success that was that was Doug's thing and, and and that was Howie's thing and I agree that you 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 can't keep hanging on to the Super Bowl you Know four years later, but that's that he can't say I nailed the draft last year, right? He, he, he can't be no, like no, but
0: he also can't be coming out and saying we won 35 games from 2017 to 2019 and act like that's a flex that matters. But like, that's
2: all he has from the last three years, honestly. Like, like his best work was from 2016 to 2000, in, in, in 2016, 2017. So, 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 so say like, that, he's, he's say we to, like. Yeah, so, so that's what he's saying. Like, I've built this team. I, I've built a successful team before. Just like Doug said, I know how to fix it because I, I, I've done it before. I'm not saying it's a good argument, but I'm saying the, the, the reason why they are still here is because of the equity they've built with Jeffrey Lurie, because they've won. And, and, and you can argue that the trajectory of the franchise uh, is all that should matter, that you can't just rest on having, I've done it before, what's your plan going forward? but they're not going to get up here and say, I'm going to add this player, this player, this player. And he's, he's not going to take the shield answer of, of, of saying, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to work hard. He's, he's saying, look at, at, at my track record. And uh, my guess is this is the last year he can use that because if it doesn't work this year,
0: oh, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I'll believe it. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I
0: don't know. A lot Let's of love uh, in the comments uh, from our live viewers for shields uh, monologue there. People want to know. Uh, people want to smoke. What Shield smoking? They say. I thought that was
1: a good segment. I would like. I would like to be. Yeah. You know, I, I. like the little Shield. You are this person. I'm mm. asking you this question. Segment. That could be a fun one.
0: It's the reverse of the emotional zoo. You get to inhabit someone completely yeah. different. Yeah. <clears throat> a Lot of fun. I,
1: yeah, and then I'm out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like being speak. John Malkovich.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so well, I'll also point out that um, speaking of the recent drafts, uh, the question came up about the Jalen Rager Justin Jefferson. Wait a second,
0: thing. wait a second, wait a second. That's a that's a third person scoop around. The question came up. You asked the question.
2: Yes, but that's not relevant to like where this is I know, about but how, don't, not about Don't just me,
0: pretend right? you don't exist, include your agency.
2: <laughs> uh, okay so
1: the, that, w- that was some serious erasure
0: there, right? <laughs> that, that was Zach yeah. Berman erasure. Yeah. 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 Wow. So the so
2: the so the question was how do you I evaluate swear. um the the decision to take to, to take uh, uh, Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, and then how do you explain how two years in a row you spent uh, two picks in the first two rounds on on wide receivers and players drafted after them have out, outpaced them in performance? And uh, he said that they don't have their head in the sand about Justin Jefferson. He he he, he made the point that if every GM knew he was going to be that good, he, he he wouldn't even have been on the board. Um, which I which which doesn't. Uh, alleviate any other or uh I, I can't think of the, of the right or word the parade because, they threw yeah. in the
0: Vikings yeah. draft yeah. virtual draft room when they took Rager instead.
2: Yeah so um but but he said that uh he explained the process there which is what he said on draft night and it's 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 flawed it was a flawed process or a flawed evaluation where he said that they were looking for someone who who, who best fit their offensive system. And the suggestion there is that this is kind of what the coaches wanted, right? They wanted this outside receiver, but there was a gross misevaluation in, in, in either how Justin Jefferson could function in the offense or how Jalen Rager would function in the offense. Then he went on to say Jalen Rager did not have an injury history at TCU. Um, <laughs> and so the injuries kind of came out of nowhere here, and that uh, he just turned 22. Meanwhile, Which Justin is Jefferson actually is—I I think he's—he's he's younger than, than. I believe right? he is. But, yes, but that's besides the point. And he—he he pointed out how I—he—he he was just randomly thinking this this morning about the 2010 draft and and everything that was said about Brandon Graham. Um, and I mean, there's, to so many, there's so many
0: there's so many like wormy defenses, uh, like self-defense things thrown in, like but, to, yeah, to so throw in Brandon so, Graham, Earl Thomas. In an answer about how you boned the Rager Jefferson pick is like,
1: uh, I I think know. this co- Chris commenter, this is how I felt it was. So he he was saying the monologue I did, where I said explicitly it wasn't good enough. He thought Howie. Was more saying like they had they had bad luck, and I agree with that. I, I feel like he's saying, well, you know, the, you know, this didn't and go our way. We tried yeah. this and that, and there is. Don't get me wrong, there is absolutely uh, luck involved, and like the draft explanation is not a great one, but you know, there is. Validity to that. If everyone knew Justin Jefferson was going to be this good, he wouldn't have lasted that long. That's true. Um, As Zach said, it doesn't sort of excuse uh, the pick or really get you anywhere right now. But that's just how I feel like they're a, uh, you know, they act like they are a victim of circumstance that they've made, you know, great decisions that their process has been sound. I mean, I don't remember the, you know, him saying anything about maybe our process hasn't been sound. Maybe we need to revisit why this happened, why X, Y, and Z happened. Uh, It's not that it's that, uh, you know, injuries or, well, no one knew Justin Jefferson was going to be that good. Yeah, well, like wait there's, a little uh, bit for Jalen Rager. You know, uh, Brandon Graham, well, you know, the pandemic. I mean, it's just like over and over again. Yeah, okay. Well, we can't take your, uh, your accountability seriously when everything that you're saying is followed up or the next answer is something to the contrary with something that sounds like, uh, you know, a bit of an excuse.
0: Yeah, it's like every, they're so persecuted. Like, how could you, how could you dare question that sometimes it's, it's crazy. And by the way, separately on the Rager thing as a fit, like, guess what? He was a terrible fit in the offense. They didn't like find a way to get him the ball quickly. Like
2: it was well, the whole,
0: the whole thing was garbanzo beans. I,
2: I will go back to a draft night here. Because, and maybe that's a,
0: that's a coaching thing, but. Because
2: this is something we talked about then. There were a few things they were fixated on this concept of an outside speed receiver um, and, and not a slot only guy. In in part because of this notion of twelve personnel, which is like which is short term, and then also Uh, thinking of uh, of how he functions within the rest of the offense. This is the biggest investment you're making in a wide receiver in years. All that matters is the quality. All that matters is the quality of the player. You take the best player, then everyone else fits around him. You don't worry about JJ or Alshon or Deshaun. You worry like this is the pick that matters. Hit on this pick. And the other pieces, figure that out after you
1: go. 100%. I'm going to need Rager under a new coach or on a new team to save some face here. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, he's tough young. Either. It's a one year.
0: <laughs> you got that one good Marquise Lee season, so hopefully you get, you get one well, of those. You know, I no, and, Rager. and Rager still might be a fine player, by
2: the way. Like, he might like be a he, fine he has player. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Of course. And, and he, I mean, he's better than what they've gotten out of Arthego Whiteside, and it was like laughable when Howie said it was good to see JJ Arthego Whiteside play last night and get a couple catches, and then he still thinks you know he's gonna he's gonna have a chance this offseason, him and Rager to, together to become impact players. I mean, give me a break. Um, but and, and there's a little subtle things.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, go, on. go no,
0: on. No, no, I was just gonna say the Rager thing. It is the same. It, what you were just talking about. It's the same. Uh, disease it's the symptom of the same disease as bringing these guys back like you they think they know best and they they think that Jalen Rager makes sense because he's an easy fit in what they imagine is a Super Bowl lever Super Bowl level roster that is such a misevaluation of what they have to think that they're just one piece away and to not think long term it's crazy and that's the same thing they've been doing for each of the last three off seasons
2: yeah, so uh, so just for like some some subtext to things that are in the answer, because there are always kind of clues that you, that you can dig out, um, when he was talking about uh, how there was a lot of debate in the draft room about the wide receivers this year, and they went with the one who, who, uh, who best fit the offense, um, the suggestion there is this is who the coaches wanted. Uh, there was a quote later on, um, where he was saying, you know, and there's a lot that goes into it. Sometimes it's the medical grade. I'm not talking about the first rounder this year in particular. That was a reference to uh, I'm, pres- I'm assuming here JJ artega Metcalf. Whiteside and yes. DK Metcalf <clears throat> and why they didn't take DK Metcalf. So there's there's a lot of subtle things in his answers that uh, I don't want to say like are excuse making, but it essentially it it their ex- their explanations for those picks after the fact.
1: Uh, I mean, I think what the the draft picks are sort of. I mean, we know there's a luck and randomness to drafting, right? This is why the the analytics people say draft for volume, get a bunch of bites at the Apple. And so, like, any of these individual decisions or mistakes or misses in a vacuum – it's not that big of a deal. I mean, we could pull up any team's, uh, you know, last five drafts and you could look at, all right, well, they missed on this guy. They should have taken this guy. It's kind of when you just add all these things up with the draft, with yep. the other things we've gone gone over, you know, so many times that we don't need to go over all of them right now. That makes it, I, I think, frustrating.
0: That's sort of what I um, mentioned in the column as well, is just that there are, there are a lot of individual decisions that, like you know the the bad moments that Howie referenced the one bad moment there are a lot of bad moments but in you know in my estimation it is not it is not all of those decisions which are bets that just went wrong it is the the full plan the overarching plan that has been um the reason that they are where they are now
1: uh some comments here we've got uh let's see uh, Hamilton says, I'm going to get pulled halfway, uh, halfway through the pod to keep the athletics draft positioning. I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, Damon says, great follow-up question by Bo today on the Howie press conference. I agree because I was listening, thinking, wait, what's he talking about? The, the pandemic. But you came in and asked him, what did you, what did you mean by that? And I think you just explained what he, the he pivot, said he meant yeah, by yeah. that, right? The pivot. Yeah. Uh, Jacob wants to know who won the free T public shirt. Uh, I don't know if you've looked that up yet. We're not bo but uh we also have some there's a guy who videos. said I,
0: I think it was uh it's it's a it's a uh a listener obviously it's a listener <laughs> he he told us that he hit it right on the head oh, jake c well, i think is his name okay. something
1: you, i mean you kind of I mean, the have
0: guy to, who's he, yeah i don't know yeah i know a jake c listen yeah. you
1: you got to double check that you can't just be letting everyone do that in the beginning uh people were saying this is like little league where everyone gets a trophy because you were handing them out but you didn't give Mar- you didn't say marissa won anything so people well thought that marissa's was little got little
3: her marissa's i guess she produce her mug. this podcast so okay i that's what i'm winning <laughs> so
1: she's like everyone's a loser and the new uh, mug yeah the new mug okay <laughs> yes uh, i love see. my mug <laughs> Now Ryan says I- I've actually seen multiple people ask this, Bo. I don't uh, we probably don't even want to get deep into this right now, but I'll Uh-oh. just read it out. The amount of time Bo spent talking about this season never happening, two hundred and fifty six games later, he couldn't have been more wrong. That is from Z berm
0: in uh, Philadelphia No I'm just mm. kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was not me. Uh
0: yeah. It was really it was really um Really nice to hear the broadcast on Sunday night just fellating the NFL for being able to make it through the season as if just playing the games themselves is the accomplishment and not everything they put everybody through. And as I've said before, like literally people have died because the NFL played their season this year. Um, They made the pandemic worse. So that's blood on their hands.
1: All right, I don't – I I I mean, Zach, I don't want to get into big this. we got enough (laughs) to talk about. But uh, you all have Bo's Twitter account. I think his email address is on there, and you are welcome to continue those discussions with him at any time you would like. Uh, EJ says his disappointment at no Eagles pod on his commute to work this morning cannot be understated. Mm. Overstated or understated? Did he do that correctly? Cannot be understated. Cannot be understated. Oh, is that right So actually so, so look so
2: I <laughs> so I I'll 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 take responsibility for that one here I'll I'll, I'll play Howie Roseman um and uh and the, the last 3 years I've <laughs> done 245 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no no I'll i explain the uh, rationale here frankly when when we had the discussion I did not think the Eagles would do something that would merit national like controversy national right. discussion I th- I thought it was going to be uh, a nothing game and that that come Monday, there was going to be a lot to talk about, which which was accurate in, in in that sense, either from a coaching perspective or players talking. We just knew there was a lot that was going to be happening on Monday, so we're like, well, if we're going to pod Monday, do we need the pod at 3 a.m. Sunday? Given the fact that that game took on life of its own, it it, it I, I think a pod would have been not merited. So I I I take it's fine full responsibility there um but I was actually uh, waiting
3: for it like I was waiting for you it. yeah I was like all right we're gonna have to go live so here. there was a
2: legitimate um so Bo texted me uh, or I was I was leaving the stadium it might have been I, I got lucky. it was phone like home. two in the morning yeah it was like it was like two in the morning and um I I I, I texted Bo like all right talk to you tomorrow and he's like, uh, you want to do the pod now? And I thought he was serious. And I'm like, wait, are, are, are you serious? And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. But I was like, oh, oh goodness. Like, I got to race home. Oh, and, goodness. Yeah, you know, you know, I got my stuff set up. So uh, that, was,
0: you know, that, was almost as, that was almost as bad as organizational hubris.
1: <laughs> Ryan wants to recognize the moment here where Zach said, I haven't read Bo's column yet. And I agree with uh, you. That that may not happen uh, again. Yeah, I mean, I like- I
2: just finished mine before we came yeah. on, so, okay. uh, so yeah, so that's why.
1: The litmus test for a successful season should be whether she'll kicks you in the nuts or not. Uh, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'm in on that. I don't really understand what that means. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I don't know. It sounds like a All Belvedere right. situation. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone.
0: Most of Howie Roseman's comments. Is that fair to say, Zach?
2: Uh, that is fair to say.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, why don't we move on, I guess, to the other person who was on the conference call with him and didn't really field many questions, and that's Doug Peterson. Let's let's stick away from the tank stuff for now and just focus on the decision to bring Doug Peterson back, which it seems to be the case now. They are set to meet tomorrow, reportedly, Doug and Jeffrey Lurie. But um, are you surprised, Zach, that, that Doug is coming back? And do you think it is the right decision?
2: Yeah. So I, I, I go back to our email ex- exchange yesterday where I, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, uh, I, I certainly wouldn't say surprised because I, th- I think, like I said earlier in this pod, the way they look at it, it is, is that there's a proven GM and a proven coach, uh, who, who, who won them a Super Bowl and we, and we're, and we're in the playoffs, uh, three consecutive years. And, um, and this is the down year, and and they're allowed to have a down year. I I think that's the way Jeffrey's looking at it. Uh, you know, he, he has loyalty to these two, um, so you can make that that argument if 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 you think the track record matters and they built that equity, then that's understandable. However, I think the. Reason for keeping them needs to be what are they going to do? Because I think the trajectory of the franchise matters. I do believe in equity, and I and I do believe in the body of work. But but what's your plan going forward? And it, it can't just be I've done it before. Like what's going to change? What's going to be different? And obviously, well, I, I shouldn't say obviously. Howie and Doug aren't going to tell you what's going to be different now. Um, but whether it's the right decision is really if there's a plan in place. If they think this year. Was hindered by uh, COVID and uh, and injuries. Then then it's a flawed decision because then what you're doing is you're making excuses. If you feel that like he he has a plan to fix what has become stale, then go forward with it. But I think the variable here that we can't speak we can't speak enough about is what happens at quarterback because yeah. if they have to choose between the coach and the quarterback, that's a fascinating conversation.
1: Well the timeline of this was was very interesting, mm-hmm. right? You know, it was yes. the the reports surface one day about uh Doug Peterson likely coming back as head coach. And it's the next day where word leaks yeah. that uh that Carson Wentz has a fractured relationship with Doug Peterson and wants to be traded. And so that you know, that is very interesting because as we know Owners, decision makers can change their minds. The, the meeting is uh, is tomorrow, right? As we sit here uh, today, yep. things can happen. I, I think we sure. know, you know, what the likely scenario is. But uh, so I, I think Zach nailed it. I mean, has has Jeffrey Lurie have Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman already made a decision on what they're going to do at quarterback, and that has informed their Doug Peterson decision? Do they think uh, we understand what Carson Wentz says now? But you know, push comes to shove, we'll be able to work it out. I mean that that would probably surprise me a little bit, but it is you know you have to look at how all these different things are connected.
0: Who would you rather bring back, Hill, Wentz or Peterson?
1: So it well we've done I think we've sorry done let me this let me take that again before. let me let me let me yeah. take that again okay
0: who <laughs> oh
2: that's what you wanted to redo.
0: would you rather <laughs> bring back Wentz or Peterson?
1: So it's it's Wentz and who, and it's Peterson and Hill.
0: Okay, uh, Wentz and. Let's say, let's say uh, Arthur Smith, because you know, or because Zach respects uh, the way that he's pulled himself up by his bootstraps.
3: <laughs> or All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going
2: to make. A, yeah, I... I just want to make a quick comment about that. Okay, oh, he has been retained. He has been retained by four different coaches. Right? Okay. If, okay. if if four if four coaches come in and they say, "I want that guy on the staff." That has nothing to do with who your father is and it has everything I don't to know, do it with know, maybe they get
0: to fly the private jet with him every they now. Go, Be oh, that afraid
1: has, that their Christmas look, presents aren't going to get where they go.
2: I can tell you how I can't tell you how many Arthur Smith stories and <laughs> things I, I I have consumed in the past like few <laughs> weeks. Um that uh like the sense of humility, the hard work, all that. So uh yeah, so anyways, um that's besides the point, but I I I did see someone point that out like how how uh you know he didn't necessarily work his way up. My point is, is like he's in a totally different profession, and uh, four different coaches have held on to him, and I, I and I assume that's because of his of his talent as a coach. And By the
0: way, people people um, very anxious to get our response to a report that came out during this episode. The Cal- the Chargers. I'm
1: too upset to even talk about this.
0: <laughs> the Chargers bringing in Jason Garrett for a head coaching interview.
1: I don't know why people That's think when you that the NFL t- hiring process is broken. I mean, this seems <laughs> completely fair, and I'm sure there are no minority candidates who would do. You idiot! What are you? How are you going to screw this up? You've been gifted this talented,
0: you oh my know. God. This
1: un—he's like this unassuming quarterback who he doesn't even see. He seems like he wants like no attention. He's just like cool with everybody. He's got a rocket for an arm. He's got like seven eyes. His pocket presence is unbelievable. He's dealt with a terrible coaching staff his entire rookie year. Still broke all these records. And you're bringing Jason Garrett in? That's a guy who needs to tell his agent you better be. T- you better start talking yeah. to them. Or guess what? This is going to be my rookie contract. I'm out of there.
0: <laughs> I like to imagine the the exit interview with uh, with Dean Spanos is that his name? Yeah. The owner of the Chargers. He sits down with Justin Herbert and he says, "Listen, Justin, we're giving you the keys to the franchise. Tell me what you want in a head coach." And Justin says, "You know what? I don't think Anthony Lynn clapped enough. I want someone <laughs> who's going to clap." Imagine
1: having. Imagine more. A, watching that Anthony Lynn season. And then actually doing worse at head coach the next year. <laughs> I mean, really, the percentages are in your favor. Just, just Well, isn't it the whole thing
0: like like what what did Anthony do, Lynn do well? He was a good motivator, right? He got people to play, a but he was terrible guy, yeah. Likeable guy, terrible in-game management, not a good offense. So you're gonna bring in Jason Garrett?
1: The Giants had the worst offense in the league this year. All right. Anyway,
0: sorry. Before also, by know. the way,
1: Anthony Lynn's a
2: a a good discussion point too for the conversation we were having about Doug because you know he was what twelve and four two years ago, went five and eleven yeah. last year, and they kept him on because of of that equity, right? Be, because you know, well, this is a, this is the down year, and we'll give him another chance, and then uh, it obviously didn't work this year. Yeah.
0: Great question from the chat that that. I feel like I may have to say for the end of the episode because I don't oh, want to give I'm Zach nervous. time to prepare. Okay. Uh, so if I can remind myself to circle back to this and maybe we can I'll close remember. What you was end. your initial question? This was like
1: 20 minutes ago. This was, yes, Wentz, this was about okay. Wentz, Carson or Doug. So, Carson or Doug yeah. so, uh, Arthur Smith.
0: Wentz and Arthur Smith or Doug Peterson and Jalen Hurts.
1: Well, Jalen Hurts and another option, presumably.
0: Yeah, and I do think it's fair to say That, you know, Howie Roseman said we need to hit on the number six overall pick in a huge, huge way. He really, like, went into it. I think quarterback is absolutely on the table for this team. But that's – we can maybe save that. But
1: Well, you know, I I think I've probably been more critical of Wentz than most. And I understand that there's upside there. But I feel like there's a lot to overcome between the accuracy issues – the fumbling, uh, the sort of, uh, you know, some of the habits we saw this year. I understand the argument, and I've made the argument that he's probably likely to be more like the 2018 and 2019 version. But you know what? I wasn't so in love with that version that I want to be paying him the kind of money that uh, he's owed. I, I know you already are paying uh, a lot of that. So I would be more inclined to go with uh, go with Doug Piazza. I would be more inclined to probably – start afresh. But if these are my two options, uh, I would be more inclined to go with Doug Peterson and figure out some things at the quarterback position. Zach. Uh,
2: I, I like it's tough. I don't think it's a slam dunk. Look, I, I still, I still stand by what I said four weeks ago that I, I would bet on Carson Wentz becoming a a better quarterback going forward than Jalen hurts. Um, but when you factor in the, the uh, money component of it, um, I, I don't know if I would definitely hitch, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I would hitch my wagon to Carson, but I wouldn't choose Hertz over Carson. So what I would do is I would say, we're just going to reset here. You know, like, like I, I don't think we're going to be a super bowl winning team with Carson at quarterback. So let's take a step back. Let's trade him, Let's have a, a, a rebuild. But if you're doing that, then there's no point of having a coach on the hot seat, right? Like if you're starting over what's Doug going to give you next year, right? right. So then you just – you completely blow it up. Um, so I, I don't know if I could say, like, I would take Doug over Carson because if you're not going with Carson, um, then what's your quarterback? And I'm, I'm not convinced Jalen Hurts is, is the guy.
0: Well, and there is – to that point, there is a case to be made from Jeffrey Lurie's perspective for keeping Roseman and, and Peterson in place for one more year – because right now they're cap strapped. There's not a lot of flexibility and the roster looks pretty bad. So you sort of, uh, you know, you, you make them smoke the whole pack as it were. And then next off season, if things don't go well, if they're not able to turn things around, then all of a sudden you've got a more attractive job with uh, a little bit more flexibility for both a general manager and a head coach.
1: Yeah. But you have a big quarterback decision to make this <clears throat> off season. I mean, right. this is going to stick in the draft. Yeah, this is going to set the uh, you know the the course sure. for the next. I I guess if you were to, if you were to tell me you're holding on to Carson Wentz, then I could buy that a little bit more, but not really because yeah. there's an issue. I with, think the only the, th- the coach only coach thing you, you
0: cannot do, you cannot allow Howie Roseman to do is to is to do the Howie the Carson Wentz restructure that creates cap room because. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're committing to him for even longer term.
1: Now I, I was trying to remember Bo from your your deep dive on the Carson Wentz draft process. Uh, what was the Joe Douglas involvement connection there?
0: Because I have a he wasn't there question. yet. He wasn't there yet. Oh, he wasn't there yet. Wasn't
1: there yet. Okay, no. so there was. But I uh, I do remember.
2: It was
0: Howie, Tom Donahoe, yeah. Doug okay. Peterson, and Frank Reich. When did Douglas get there? And Flip went
2: out there too. And Flip, uh, yeah. Yeah, Doug went. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Joe Douglas got hired later that spring after the okay.
1: draft. Okay, because I remember him saying something. Uh, just, he, to, he, I mean,
2: he, he liked Carson in college. I, I know Yeah, that. and this yeah. might have
1: been casually, but somebody yeah. was asking him like, "When did you know he was spe- special or something?" You know, and it was like, "Ah, oh, you know, at practice." And he was just, I mm-hmm. mean, it's yeah. probably something you just say when a guy's good. But uh, he was around the guy for a while. Yeah. So, so Carson Wentz to the Jets. Carson Wentz. And number six to the Jets for number two, mm. and I got to throw something else in there, probably yes or no, or are you thinking I don't know. About I it? think that's you're I thinking think that's about it? it. Okay, all right. Carson Wentz and and the sixth pick. So you move up four spots. You I fall in love man. with one of these quarterbacks. You don't do it. No, I no, would. Zach would love oh, to. Oh, you do would that. do I it. I mean, yeah, oh. but I. I if I, you're I, the I, Eagles, know. yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be an interesting move for the Jets. That yeah. wouldn't be a bad move for the Jets.
3: And I
1: don't what, think who, Jets fans would like that. You don't yeah, think Jets they would like that? Heart. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Not you you <laughs> can steal that one for the. Uh, who do you like, Zach?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Is is so, and all all these are on are, are on the record. I think I've I, I've said weeks ago weeks ago that. I, I was really in the Justin Fields. Like, I, mm. I, I mean, obviously Lawrence is the it's number one nice guy. nice performance but, by Justin yeah, but, but Fields. So, You're not in so on
0: the Mormon Menzel?
2: No, so when <laughs> when, uh, when Dane Brugler had, had Wilson, I, I think I might have said it on this podcast that, you know, Dane knows more than I do about this, but I really like Fields. Um, and then that game the other night, like, uh, shot Fields up. But in the most recent top 10 that, that Dane had, yeah, I think he had fields going one pick after the Eagles. And I and I I think mm. he had and I remember saying like if if Fields is on the board, man, cuz he has every tool you could want, right? Um
0: Can I tell you that I'm not in love with him? I don't know why. I just Well, like if, something's if missing. You, so
2: if you watched the Northwestern game a few weeks ago, he was he was bad that game, right? Yeah. And and then he looked totally different against Clemson, but I mean, he's a young quarterback and like, he's, he's been really good. So it, outside of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Fields. Definitely. And I think there's, I, I like fields more than Wilson.
1: Yeah. I'm not ready to go on record with any yeah. of my terrible draft. Uh, well, I takes can tell yet, you that I don't want,
0: I don't want Zach Wilson on the team. That's all I can tell you.
1: I, I was, uh, I was very impressed and smitten with, with fields in that game though. I mean, my gosh, that hit, and then like some of the throws he, were, he was making uh, was incredible. And so there's going to be a lot of uh, you know we'll see what he does uh, next week here. But I thought that was you know obviously a signature moment for him um, in his career, and probably got on it. You know, you know how football uh, you know scouts operate. They'll see a guy who just got his uh, – I, I mean, I don't even know what the injury – what was the injury? He didn't know what the injury was. They just shot him mm-hmm. up, right? His ribs. That was yeah. nice. No, the, the, yeah, yeah, so they yeah, didn't even completely. diagnose him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, college diagnose at- college <laughs> athletics,
0: there you go. I don't
1: know. They yeah. just gave yeah, two let's, shots. Yeah, let's force
0: these kids to play in a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> the
1: guy, like, couldn't even move, and then all of a sudden he's throwing lasers left and right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what it was like waking up the next day for him. But uh, we will see. Yeah, we will see if they, uh, if they consider quarterback.
0: Well, and on and on, Doug. As we've said, I think I think the real the question to answer is not you know is he the right head coach, but but is there a way that they can that he can help fix the offense because um, that is that is what this team is missing. Yeah, you know? the Just staff,
2: uh, and, and we don't have to, have to get into it uh, tonight. But the staff. Well, this is worth talking a about. A bit. Yeah, but but well, I am curious. We should curious. wait what on what that. Doug, that, that like, like, while we're on this discussion. probably take hours.
0: Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. While we're on the discussion, I'm I'm real curious your guys' opinion on. So, Jimmy Kemsky asked a good question today um, to Howie, which is basically like, you know, when if, if you're back, you're on the hot seat, does, does that affect the decisions that you make? Right. And the same could be applied to the, to, to Doug as, as well. So, I th- I think we can assume if Howie and Doug are back next year and they have a season like this, it would be really hard to rationalize another year with them, right? So, does does that affect listen the way they coach? Does that from affect
0: 2017 to 2020 we won uh you know 43 games come on baby you
1: know um, sometimes dude, i fall in love with these guys for better or worse but you know we thought our window because there was a vaccine in 2021 <laughs> so we thought <laughs> that the east coast getting that vaccine before the nfc north teams we thought we had a window there <laughs> to win a super bowl you know turns out that didn't happen. There were some issues with uh, getting that shipped out, getting getting that to everybody, and so it didn't work out. But uh, we realize now that you you got to draft, you got to get younger. You can't hold on to these older players. You know, and listen,
0: nobody on the East Coast is watching these BYU games, man. <laughs> we're the only ones up grinding this BYU Zach Wilson tape.
1: No, it's it's, it's funny. You I
2: don't said, know
0: why I'm giving him a stoner voice.
1: Yeah, I don't know. what It feels like there are a lot of people in the chat who uh, would appreciate that it's, who are enjoying some uh, <laughs> late-night relaxation right now.
2: It, it's it's funny you said that about the excuses because, um, you know, last week this was like within an hour of each other. Um, I'm listening to Doug say, you know, what they really need is the off-season program to get back the fundamentals. And then like an hour later, I, I, I read the Brown Center um who's the who's who's J. the NFL. yeah jc treader nice um, drop in marissa <laughs> yeah, that, thank you saving uh, you <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, jc treader say like this year is an example that we don't need the off-season program right and I'm totally he totally gave all these agree. numbers absolutely about, like, how, how they said how the game is going to be more sloppy but the penalties are down and 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 uh how the nfl is the only sport that has these practices during the off season. So it was like Doug said, well our solution is the off season program. Yeah. And then the NFLPA is like, "Wait, we don't need the off season program anymore."
0: And they're absolutely right.
1: I that that was my take in like March, remember? That everybody's going to be quick to jump on, "Oh my gosh, look at this sloppy play here." I did not watch a single game this year where I thought, "Damn, this is sloppy. If only they would injuries had weren't up. Nope. no, there's no data that's except for uh, coaches and, you know, just wanting the guys uh, in the building longer.
0: All right. Um, next up on the coaching front, Jim Schwartz moving on. And uh, we, we did unpack this on the athletic.com, which you can read and you should subscribe the athletic.com slash BWF. will still get you a nice spicy deal. Um, so we won't go maybe as heavy into it as we did there, but but let's talk about it a bit. Uh, were you surprised by this? And uh, you know how difficult is it going to be to replace Jim Schwartz? I think um, you know the notion that you know this this came out on Saturday ahead of the final game of the season, and there is some uh, debate about whether it's you know Jim Schwartz getting ahead of something or or whether it is real. I think we will we'll sort of get an answer to that based yes. on what the Eagles do at defensive coordinator, for instance, if they, you know, if they elevate Matt Burke, I think you could take the report exactly as it is. Like maybe there was some kind of uh, succession plan in place. Whereas if they go out and hire like, you know, Gus Bradley, who potentially could get fired from the chargers or a John Fox, then maybe it's something that could have been coming down the pike the other way. So I,
2: I was going to call you guys out on something.
1: Okay. Okay. And
2: I, let's I hear, say, baby. Now, oh, and now, when I out. say you guys, when I say you guys, not Marissa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> bow and shield. Um, and I say this partially in jest, uh, oh, but it's it's actually it. applicable for this episode mm, because you brought I hate up the Jason. You. you you brought up the Jason Garrett thing, and you're like, do these people have any type of creativity, or do they just recycle the same? So when you guys submitted the names of your defensive coordinators. Basically, you just went on the list of like, and you like know you why Zach?
0: Like, because why you don't have because because guys, position coaches don't position coaches don't have to be given granted access to to be uh, interviewed for coordinator jobs.
2: No, I'm I'm that's saying that's not did a, you, that's a that's that, a no thing. no that changed that changed that um, changed.
0: I don't think so. Yeah,
2: it, uh, didn't you read the Deuce Staley article that um that Dan Pompey wrote where he said it's like the Deuce Staley rule that you can't that if uh if it includes. Uh, An upgrade in responsibility?
0: I didn't know that. That was the uh, presumption Um, I was operating on. Okay, okay, I'm calling you out, okay? Okay. If you want to take that
1: at Bo, go ahead. Quote under the Kapadia section, I think the Eagles would be wise to think outside the box and explore the college ranks too. Mm Mm-hmm. All, All right, I said was okay. the only thing I said about Matt Burke was when the Eagles hired Matt Burke, it seemed like they had hopes of him growing within the organization. So maybe no, he you an were option. touting Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. You said their, their first call needs okay. to be Okay, Well, listen, the, Wade Phillips is like. <laughs> She'll just want
0: him to unblock him. That's fine. Wade, That's... Wade
1: Phillips <laughs> is like if, if Andy Reid was available on the open market and the Chargers interviewed Andy Reid, Wade Phillips has a track record of like 25 years of being the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. That's why you mentioned Wade Phillips. <laughs> I I'm, actually I'm, think. I'm saying don't interview the the old white guys who suck you can interview the old white guys who are good
0: now i would say that that i was not going by who i would hire but who i think the eagles will be attracted to because i think that is their mo um but it's a fair it's a fair point i did not know that that position coaches could uh or had to be granted permission to go interview so i give you a tip of the cap there good job reading uh, every single article yeah. that's that's uh, published <laughs> on the site and that uh i'm, I'm kind of out there but but my point no is it's good is
2: that, yeah but, oh, but, but like I, Phillips and I, Jason I, I, I tried to offer I, some names uh, uh, i tried to offer some 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 names in there that were like a little different weren't just like from the uh you know the recycled defensive coordinator yeah.
0: uh, well i'm you giving know. you john fox came to yeah. came to visit training camp yeah, yeah, a yeah, summer yeah. ago he shares the same agent as
2: i'm giving you the Doug two come on that's a nugget I'm giving you the two defensive coordinators in college football that really jumped out to me watching them this year. And and uh, I'm giving you uh, the who opposition was that? coaches. Uh, Cincinnati's Marcus Freeman and Wisconsin's Jim Leonard. And then I, I mentioned guys with Eagles connections uh, who, are, uh, who are linebackers coaches elsewhere, D'Amico Ryans. And Mike Caldwell. Oh, I like it, D'Amico. Yeah, D'Amico's right. good. D'Amico's I, I had thought about on. D'Amico, but I, like I didn't D'Amico. think it was allowed. So, but it no. sounds like, uh, and our, our colleague Matt Barrows out in uh, San Francisco had uh, a, a, a tweet out today that D'Amico Ryans might be the replacement for uh, Robert Sala if, if Sala gets the job.
0: There you go. So the other thing that, that we need to talk about – I'm just kidding, guys, here, though, is... by the
2: way, but I, I, I oh, was, uh, I, I was going to point that out. Well, Marcus
0: Freeman, harder you know,
1: I, I did like Cincinnati money Moneyline uh, in that bowl game, and, you know, he, he didn't exactly shine there at, at the end, rushing three and uh, giving up the game-winning score. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know. So. Fair enough. Okay. I did like his sideline demeanor, though.
0: I do think that the state of the roster and the state of the cap – means that the eagles don't i mean they don't have the flexibility right now to like totally change their scheme so you know wade phillips would be nice but they don't really it's not like wade phillips can come in and um
1: I disagree with that.
0: He could be fine, but I
1: guess.
0: You think that's overstated? Yeah. Are going to move Brandon Graham to outside linebacker again?
1: He's played that before. And third down, he's going to be rushing the passer from defensive end. Yeah, I don't think that's a big deal. Connor Barwin's on staff. He'll tell you. I remember him telling us, Wade Phillips is the one gap, three, four. He'll be okay. I'll tell you what I want in a defense. Now, I agree with what you said about Schwartz. I think we'll find out one way or another. I mean, if Schwartz is, like, hired for a defensive coordinator <laughs> job in two weeks, <laughs> then, we, then we will know that uh, something was up. I, I don't really say that jokingly. I think that could uh, I yeah. think that could happen. I, I think Jim Schwartz did a, a very good job. At the same time, I think it's perfectly fine, even if it was the organization saying we want to go in a different direction. I don't think, I mean, five years is a long time for a coordinator and specifically one with a personality like Jim Schwartz. I could see you thinking, all right, let's go in a different direction. Uh, so I feel like I would like, uh, you know, I, I think the two trends we're seeing league wide, uh, one of them are, it's the- always
0: good when we can get league wide shield in with, a, with, yeah. a, with an important perspective.
1: There, there are some defensive coaches who just say we're going to play man coverage and our guys are going to be able to match up with your guys and we're going to beat you that way. That is the Belichick, uh, the Belichick formula, Brian Flores. And then when it goes badly, because you have to pour a lot of resources into cornerback when you do that. Yeah, You so, think
0: you think this roster is ready for that?
1: This roster's not, so not ready much. for anything. We've been over that. There's no. I mean, maybe Wade Phillips, but uh, Wade Phillips yeah. or Tamiko Ryan's. I don't think anybody else could do anything. But you know, like the the Dolphins. You know, they've got Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. They've got the most expensive cornerback room in the league. They used a first round pick, so they can do it that way. When you play that way and it goes badly, you have the Lions. You say we're going to play man coverage as much as anyone in the league. Our cornerbacks are not good. We do nothing else creatively. We have the worst defense in the NFL. So I'm not totally in favor of that. That way, I like the the sort of Vic Fangio uh, tree, which would be we're going to do a lot of pre-snap disguise. We don't need these shutdown corners who are going to cost a lot of money we're going to cloudy the picture for the quarterback before the snap. I don't think you can play sort of the Seattle way with the, we're going to line up in cover three. We don't care if you know what we're doing. We have the answers. We know all the route concepts. I mean, I think that's sort of been uh, proven to be a bad way to play. So I would like someone with a little more creativity, you know, some different uh, blitz schemes. I know Eagles fans have been calling for that for every year with Schwartz. They want them to blitz more. I agree. It's more fun to watch. I don't know. You know, you'd have to do a study whether it's next necessarily more effective. You need the right guys, but uh, a little bit more uh, creativity, a little bit more aggressive. I-, I would be in favor of that.
0: I mean, it, I think that's that's definitely uh, fair and good perspective. I think that the, the the roster is still built around its defensive line. Like um, Now you're doing what Howie does. Who cares what the roster looks like right now?
1: You, you don't have to build around these guys you're looking ahead I mean, you gotta look
0: ahead that's true yeah 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 if you there's if there's some guy you're really excited about sure well the yeah, other I mean, thing but it's, it's also i mean you know you're, are you going to bring in an inexperienced guy to be the quote-unquote head coach of the defense with doug peterson basically ignoring the position or the side of the ball i don't know Like to both Probably, point, it's, like, if you like the guy you like the guy that's fine yeah. but like
2: fletcher cox and Javon hargrave are are going to be on the team right you know like that's you 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 know you're
1: going to have those two guys just they're, based on they the played team. in any scheme they're fine true. Yeah. Yeah, I I like I really. Well, I
0: I, I think that you have to like from a Howie perspective, because Howie is obviously influential in these decisions. You know, they didn't pay Javon Hargrave all that money to be a two gap defensive tackle where he's, you know, you know, he's not making money. Um, So I think that will play into their decision. Whether or not it should is a different question, but I think it will.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a very small pool of candidates who would say come in and run the two. I mean, unless you're bringing okay. Jerry Azanero uh, <laughs> back in here. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, that'd I be think, a twist. I think teams, you know, <laughs> you, uh, you know, some teams mix that in, but that's uh, or you might do it in certain instances. But I don't, I don't think that would be a base sort of defense, uh, you know, where you would really have to worry about it. All, All right. right. So it's so it's Jacob who won the uh D Jacob who won the T public uh bow. So he's making it easy for
0: you. Okay. I mean you can double. Birds check with friends post. podcast at gmail.com. Uh and he says he also
1: this week won on my plus two thousand preseason prop. Deshaun Watson leads the league in passing yards. Wow. I don't even remember wow. giving that one. I gotta check Me- my preseason props. Wow, good plus for you. Man. Yeah, that's some nice lettuce there. Jay. That's can, fantastic. We yeah. can buy some more uh, T. Public shirts.
0: That's pretty good. Nice job out of both of you.
1: I don't know that he won $2,000. We're not going to get well, in, you know, ask him. but a uh,
0: nice chunk of change. Yeah, Yeah, but absolutely. if he put
2: $10 down, he won 200 right?
1: There you go.
0: All right. Mm, there you go. Uh, okay, one more thing to get to, I think, before uh, we get and unpack the uh, tank discussion from Sunday night, and that is uh, Zach Ertz's... Oh. Uh, zoom session from today. Zach, since you are the resident Zach, I'll let you explain to us what happened.
2: Yeah. So uh, look, it's, it's been pretty clear all season long that the way this was heading, right. That Zach Ertz uh, was, is not going to be on the, on, on the team next year. He obviously was pretty outspoken before the season saying he's approaching this, like it's his last year. And uh, everything came up with the contract and then to add to that it's been a bad season for him. You know, it's it's been his worst season, I think, since his rookie season. Uh and so he said that well, I'll, I'll give this quick context. Last night he was the last one off the field. He sat on the bench after everyone went after everyone left the field. And then he came back afterwards. Um and him, Carson Wentz, um, Jason Kelsey and Dom DeSandro, the team security chief, uh had like a 40 Plus minute confab, you know, talk uh, in an empty stadium on the side. Good word confab. You don't see this very often. Like it it was, it was striking watching it, Um, and 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 so it was clear that well, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but but maybe this was saying goodbye, right? And 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 also his 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 brother wrote a very um, like personal touching letter about everything that Zach has accomplished here, and and in the city. And, and so Zach Ertz said that he doesn't know if he's not going to, if, if, if that was his, his, his last game, but you know, he, he really grew up here. He came here when he was 22 and went through a lot. Um, and he was, he was going on through the press conference and it was pretty clear as the press conference was, was going on that he's not expecting to be back. He, he said at one point, you know, I, I I can maybe come back and finish my career here. Um, And then the last question he was asked about his legacy. And, uh, and that's when he grew emotional. And he said that he's, he's not the best Eagle, uh, but, um, but playing in Philadelphia has, has meant everything to him. Uh, And, you know, and he was talking about what the city, you know, I guess what it takes to play in the city and how it's hardened him and and what he's learned from it and and how he's gone about it. And uh, so, we will write about it in the next few days. And I imagine there's video on online. You can see, but it was really, uh, it was, it was personal and, and, and him kind of explaining what the city, what the fan base and his, his, his career, all he's in, all, all that it's taken to get to that moment.
0: Yeah. And I think the flip side to, um, you know, haranguing the organization for keeping some of these guys around too long, potentially, um, is that it is like you know, there uh, fans and the players become attached to each other, and it is one of the big uh bummers of this season like, no fans in the stands to get to uh, potentially say goodbye to Zach Ertz or maybe Jason Kelsey or uh you know, any of these other guys. And you do sort of wonder, like, what in the alternate reality in which there were fans in the stands this season would things have turned out any differently? I don't know, maybe
1: with the record,
0: yeah, maybe. Maybe the team would have been chastened by booze a little bit more. Uh, you know, maybe Carson Wentz responds better. Who knows? It's, it's butterfly effect. Home field advantage, were,
2: maybe.
1: Who knows? Yeah, they were losing these games by a little bit too much. I think. For that <laughs> now, Shio, uh, you have a lot of insight right.
2: on 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 Zach. I mean, you did that big story a few mm. years ago. Yeah, no, I, I I think it takes it's, a village.
1: Uh, I think it's been. Uh, was that part of it? I don't even. Yeah, I think that was the that, headline. Was the headline? Oh, okay. yeah. Uh yeah, no, I went to uh to Zach Ertz's hometown. I remember this is a good peek behind the curtain. I remember seeing Zach, you know, at no the peaking. airport. You know we're a comp- competing outlets at the time though, and I think Zach said like, uh. are, are, "Are you on the 8:15 uh, or something?" And I said, uh, "No, I'm not going back to Philadelphia right now." And mm-hmm. I could see the wheel spinning there right. for uh, <laughs> totally for, C- <laughs> for C- yeah, um, there was but- yeah, there were two examples
2: of this. There was there was another one after the <laughs> owners meetings. Uh, we were in Phoenix, and I asked when your flight back is, and you're like, "No, I'm going somewhere else." And then every day I'm logging on to the Athletic. <laughs> Um, like what is Sheil writing that I don't have here? And then <laughs> I even texted you at, at one point point. you said, Oh, don't worry. It's not an Eagle story. You know, it, it was the Daniel Jeremiah piece. Yes, Yeah. I yes. But I was so, man,
1: this, this is,
2: there's actually, another yeah. one where,
0: uh, I was going out to Nashville early for a Derek Barnett <laughs> story. And you were, you were like, I, I was going out a day early, I think. And you were, uh, you were wheel uh, spinning, spinning on that been, one too. Yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot. Which that one didn't end up, didn't end up going out for another, another like half year because he got injured. But yeah, anyway, yeah.
1: But uh, anyway, yeah, was in his, uh, was in his hometown and talking to his, uh, mom, family members, some family friends went to Stanford, talked to some of his, uh, coaches there. And, uh, it, it has been a, a great run for him in Philadelphia. I mean, second round pick, uh, I was gone for that Bengals game, but that mm-hmm. seemed like a real, yeah. you know, low point for him, for his family, which, uh, you know, I can imagine. I mean, his mom, you know, has, has a Twitter account. And so, I mean, I always wonder, like, what I would be like if, you know, if your kid is playing, I would probably not be able to stop myself from reading everything that was written about him. And the guy's just, you know, getting crushed. And so, uh, you know, that that was certainly a low point for him. I remember his first media availability in Philadelphia where he had the uh, – I just said Philadelphia like uh, like Zach's uh, – Zach's vernacular there. <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. you're rubbing up on me, but, um, you know, he, he was sweating. He had, um, you know, he, he was sweaty. He was sweating. I was,
0: I was in the building for the, I mean, I, I with the yeah. team website, we got the first thing and it was, you know, it was tough to watch Very nervous, felt bad yeah. for the guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so then he, he coached himself up, you know, he wanted to make it a priority. And then I remember by the time it got to the questions of, are you guys going to the white house? You know, as Zach Ertz is like, oh, I can take this one, you know, and just stands stands up there. I remember, was it last year where he had the real serious injury, right? And uh, I remember at his locker, he was almost moved to tears because of what he had come back from. And, I mean, that Super Bowl performance is among the most clutch performances by any Philadelphia athlete uh, of our lifetime. And so uh, he's had an incredible career. We'll see where he goes. Hopefully he goes to a pass-heavy offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows maybe him and Carson Wentz will end up on the uh, same team I, I don't think it makes sense for the team to bring him back uh, obviously he you know maybe he would benefit from a sort of fresh start go to a championship contender and see what happens there
0: you think there'd be a trade market for him shield
1: well he's got one year left at how much
0: I can't tell you off the top of my head okay
1: not a big number but you oh, would think that the not trade a big would, number the trade would probably have to come with a uh, restructure extent re- extension um yeah I don't know day Hayden Hurst got it too I guess I shouldn't rule it out right Hayden I Hurst was on leader. a rookie contract though I believe wasn't he uh, last year, he got a second round pick. Yes, so as I, a,
0: as a, they're the same age, but he was on a rookie contract.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so and and Zach Ertz, uh, my can you hear me? My it says my internet connection is unstable. Yeah, oh you, gosh, you, need a, yeah,
0: you, need you, you paused uh, for a minute, but we so, I think you're good now. Uh,
1: I would have to think about that more. I don't know if there would be a trade market for him. The, okay. the free agent class of tight ends is basically Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith, two younger guys with more upside who are not as accomplished as Zach Ertz.
0: All right, let's wait, get wait, into so uh, just one quick
2: uh, Ertz thing there, because um, because she mentioned, you know, that first press conference. Right. So. Uh, so Zach Gertz, uh you know, he 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 had a stutter when he was younger. He went to speech therapy. And uh, and so Sheil mentioned the um, uh, the time that he, he speaks, he spoke with the White House. But there's there's something else that like really stands out to Zach, um, because I I, I I did a story on, on, on this in particular. He spoke at the parade after Jason Kelsey, right? So Jason goes and gives this like epic speech, right? <laughs> and um, and Zach Ertz, who 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 you know really worked hard on his speech to speak in these public settings, he had to go up there right after Kelsey and speak. <laughs> That's brutal, but, yeah. And and so uh, I I remember him talking about that as as like like a big speaking moment in his life was speaking at that at the
1: parade.
0: That's someone tough. Sug- the, f- the good thing about that is no one's gonna remember either way. Yeah, sure. How you did after that.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Someone Jill. suggested Ertz to the Chargers. Like, kinda like yeah. that. They let Hunter Henry go. Don't pay big bucks for him. Just bring Ertz in for a year. Nice intermediate target. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That Jason Garrett offense, he could flourish.
1: Well, that's what someone said. I wasn't gonna read that part. Let's, you know, oh. get get somebody else in there.
0: Uh, uh okay. Let's talk about uh let's talk about the game last night, which um caused quite a stir, and uh, whether you thought it was untoward what the Eagles did last night. I think uh, I will start by saying I don't think that this decision is on Doug. Like, I think it would be pretty naive to think this was Doug pulling all the strings here. Um, But I did think that the way they did it, I mean, obviously they're incentivized to play for the number six pick. I think it was the right thing to do to not win the game. But the way they did it was a little bit creepy, I guess. Um, <laughs> creepy.
1: Yeah. Like someone said, not... please don't talk about the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, I thought it was a little brazen, a little naked to just like wait until the fourth quarter and then bring in Nate Sudfeld, who their tree, who Doug is talking about as if he's like, uh, you know, the manager on the high school basketball team who worked hard for 12, for four years. And you want to give him a shot to shoot a three on senior night. Like this is a guy getting paid $2 million to be a backup quarterback. It's not like a charity case. Uh, he doesn't need a a chance to play. He's played in the NFL before. So, um, I thought it was, I thought it was a little bit gross and I, I understand the visceral reaction from people that said, uh, like the Giants fans and Joe judge's comments today has fully made it turn the full gritty where, uh, we were, we were upset about it until you were upset about it. And now we love it. I feel like, but anyway, I don't know. I didn't tee you up with anything. Yeah, no, I, I
2: I think, I, I think you, you put it well, um, in that they're, they're not the first team to care about draft position or, or play young players. It's, and I have no issue with them doing that. Frankly, it's better for the organization, the way they did it uh, was was more brazen. Like like we knew going into the game based on reports, Jeff McLean had it first, then Mike Garafolo had it. Um, that uh, that Nate Sudfeld was was going to play, right? So so we discussed this. We we knew it, it was going to happen. And if it, I I think what happened was this. Um, that was their plan all along. But Doug did not think it was going to be a close game, right? So that that they were going to be losing and be overestimated <laughs> yeah, he over- another Washington
3: great example of
1: preparing for every uh you know <laughs> yeah. situational football yeah. they've been um, all over it all year well because
2: the one guy who who did not seem to be on on board with this plan was jim schwartz who was like you know or totally, hurts. yeah who was totally into the game um but uh but that i i i i think that uh they thought they would put sudfeld into like a blowout late in the game and and no one would mind. And then the fourth quarter comes; it's a three-point game, and like they haven't put Sudfeld in yet. And he's like, "Well, this was our plan. We told Nate he was going to play, so Nate goes in." Um, and yeah, so it it was unseemly. Um, it was it was brazen. But the reality is this: like like if 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 you're offended by that going into the game they they literally didn't dress a full roster like they had
0: <laughs> did you see the defense they had on the field yeah, the yeah. secondary uh, <laughs> rudy ford was the starting cornerback like uh, you were allowed to
2: to dress what what 48 players and they dressed they dressed 45 players right <laughs> you know like they, they had healthy scratches they they didn't even like put guys on ir and call up guys from the practice squad they're just like all right we will 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 we'll play with this so going into the game they showed you what they were thinking. So, uh, and I, I think to what what Bo said, the Giants went six and ten this year, right? You know, if if the Giants are so frustrated, they should have beaten the Eagles when they were one four and one. The Eagles were one four and one. You know, uh, the Giants lost that game. <clears throat> so, I don't feel bad for the Giants, but I I do think more. Um, and I think Shield had this point on on Twitter. I don't want to speak for you, but uh, you think. Uh, the players like Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Zach hurts who are out there, you know, you, uh, you know, they're, they're putting their bodies on the line. Literally you owe it to them to win the game. They try to,
0: to try to win the game. There yeah. A this concussion is, uncle. Let's hear what you got. Well,
1: that, that, that's my problem with this. I mean, I never knew people were like so passionate about this. I mean, settle down. Tankers, my God! It's not you know not everyone who says that they didn't like what was going on has to be a concussion uncle. I mean, so there there are <laughs> a few really. I mean, this is like the the feedback I feel like uh, there was. Yeah, I mean, you guys you know mentioned it in your piece on the Athletic, and I saw the the first comment with somebody um, mentioning that too. So uh, I don't have an issue with you know not going all out and playing for. Draft position. However, I will say as Brian Burke here, the, you know, godfather of analytics has mentioned that the research has pretty much shown that, you know, you, you don't know the probability he, I'll just read his, the probability that the player you can get at six will turn out better than the player you can get at nine is very small. I mean, yes.
0: But no, but the
2: optionality.
1: The, you is want there the too option. Yes, yes, it's yes. not
0: even the option. It's the yes. marketplace. It's it's yeah. the if you want to trade up or trade yeah. down, that's what is an actual big yeah, difference. Absolutely. If you look at trades yeah. up and down, I, you're going to get. I much mean, more he value. said
1: the trade down value is better at six than nine, but the market isn't liquid. Very small number of trading partners who potentially want to jump to six. Even smaller number who need six but not nine. Anyway. We can all agree. You would rather right. have six than nine. That, that That's not the point. I disagree with anybody who thinks like you're definitely going to, you know, you, that there's this greater, greater likelihood that the guy you get at six is going to be the guy and you couldn't have got him at nine. That's overconfidence in your ability to scout the top 10 players. And if any organization has not earned that, it would be this organization. Well, so, I
0: do think there's 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 uh, a, a segment of Eagles fans who are like, who cares what pick we get because Howie's going to ruin it anyway. I do think that the higher you get – the, there is a better likelihood that it, that it's going to be, you know, bust proof. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Yeah. But, I, I mean, I just I, I feel like they should have had a better plan for this. I mean, really, why couldn't they just have announced on Wednesday that Nate Sudfeld is starting the second half? Absolutely. We want to get young guys in there, um, and that's what it's going to be. Because instead it looks like you're in this competitive game, uh, you have a chance to win it, and then all of a sudden you're pulling – hurts out and putting Sudfeld in that even wasn't even my issue my issue was yes watching a guy like Jason Kelsey have to snap the football in the fourth quarter <laughs> of what could be the last game of a potentially hall of fame career to Nate Sudfeld be, so that the organization, I mean, we've seen Jason Kelsey in the locker room after after these games. I mean, he is at his locker. He is stripping the tape off his fingers. He is limping to the locker room. He, there are games where he's in such a bad mood because his entire body is in pain, which Bo has documented So well that anybody who crosses him, you feel like he's going to rip their head off if he doesn't know who they are. And so to throw that guy out there in that situation, because your incompetent franchise that has done everything wrong the entire season, the last three seasons can jump up three spots to waste the pick or make a terrible decision that annoyed me. And so I said it. And so if that makes me a concussion uncle, that makes me a concussion uncle that puts a bad taste in my mouth. I understand you want the better draft pick. I the stakes were low just like do it in a way that makes some sense get him out of the game get Zach Ertz out of the game I know you only have a certain number of players, but, like, think it through. Come up with a plan so that you don't look like complete freaking buffoons on the last game of the season that has no meaning. And, you know, I'll steal, like, Zach's nuance take here. It's like, either you have to be going, you know, with this outrage that, you know, you're going to uh, make sure Joe Biden on his first day of the presidency does something to address this. (laughs) It's like, either you gotta go there, or you have to be like, this is awesome. Yeah, they should have lost earlier. Like, there a. Middle ground, where you can say, "I understand what they're doing." You know what? I'm sitting here watching it, and it still seems kind of crappy to me. Uh, hundreds of teams have been put in this situation before, and I don't know that anyone's done it as stupidly as they did it. Yes. So that's my take. If you got a problem with it, I'm not going to be reading your comments, and I'm blocking you from the chat. All right. Not the last part. <laughs> I got a little fired I up.
0: I feel like we should <laughs> we should close the show. That was a great way to end it. That was that was great. I don't have much to add. I think I think you're right. They. They can't even. Th- this organization is so broken, they can't even tank well.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't even. Yeah, yeah like they, they
0: can't even figure out how to do that right.
2: Yeah, they had they lost 10 to 15 games going into it, and they couldn't figure out how, how to lose the 16 <laughs> game right? Like, <laughs> right, like exactly.
1: you can Play everyone, <laughs> yeah, you're probably
2: still exactly. going to
1: lose. Exactly, <laughs> you've been trying to win <laughs> yeah, for yeah. 16, 15 weeks, yeah. and you can't do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. And I mean, just. Like you said, just say we're you know we're gonna play Sudfeld half the game. It's fine. That they could have started Sudfeld. All they
1: really had to do. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean, it is. Uh, I will say, it is like it's on the NFL for putting this game in primetime. I know they didn't have another choice, but yeah, I don't care right, about what. The Giants what did you, you expect? I mean, really, yeah, yeah. The now, that did you see the, Did it. you see the Joe Judge thing?
1: No, I, I haven't watched it. No, I, it seemed like it was.
0: It was it's going pretty viral pathetic. There. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, yeah, I feel like that's. I don't. I don't want to add much more. I feel like that was a good way to end it. That show. We'll shit. do
1: pastaficios on the next episode. I. It's,
0: yeah. We do actually. We have one thing I have to circle back oh, on because it's in my notes. Oh my uh, it was. It was in the chat, and someone wants to know, Zach, are you listening? Oh, you
1: are know, you there, man, Zach? We went so long. The AirPods are done.
0: <laughs> the AirPods are done. <laughs> we went long enough that the AirPods have. Yeah, the AirPods are done. Do you hear me? Yes, we can. Are you ready for your challenge, Zach? What's the challenge? Are you ready? Can I? I'm gonna tell you what it I is. I have
1: no idea what he's talking about. For the record, and I'm pretty sure Marissa doesn't see. either. I know Uh-oh. what he's talking about. Oh,
3: Marissa
0: does. Yeah, okay. Marissa knows.
3: Yep. But Zach, when I have become like on the same wavelength. We didn't even message <laughs> that, about
0: it. I you, think you that's a dangerous <laughs> place for Marissa to be. All right. Zach, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. The audio is not great, but it's good enough. What's the challenge? Okay. Can Zach Berman name all 32 NFL owners? Oh, absolutely.
1: Like that's – right, I'm on four hours insulted. of sleep,
0: but I can do that.
1: Somebody, somebody asked for strength and conditioning coaches, but I, I mean that seems like
2: a good – Yeah, well,
0: someone far. asked for chief, chief security officers No, I can't do from chief security Durham. officers,
2: but uh, the, uh, team owners I can do. I, I can do so – Someone GMs, also
3: put a sporacle in the chat. We could tweet it out of all the 80 players that have played for the Eagles so far this year if you can. Ooh, that's a good that's pretty good. We should do that this so off season. But, we could uh, have a timer. But, yeah, okay, do the owner. I all right, so do you want me to do interest. it? Or, like, I can <laughs> yeah. knock it out yeah. pretty quickly.
0: Oh, yeah, we want to hear it. Okay. Um, and uh, speed is key. All right, so the NFC. All right, so set a timer. Wait, hold on. Okay, let's uh, – Sheila, you want to get – Let's Let's each write down what we, how quickly we think um, we go, go, I'm it.
2: Going, Well, here, do you want to give oh, me the team? And then I'll no. do it? Like. Okay. No, because, we want to hear
0: your beautiful mind work.
2: I'll spend some time thinking about the teams. But, all right,
1: so uh, – And,
3: and hold by on, the way, can on, I
1: – So we're writing down the seconds, Bo?
0: Yeah, who's, still, oh, who's wow. doing the timer? You,
3: you're. Uh, I got the timer.
0: Okay. And do I need the specific and name? And I'll keep track or, of team.
2: And, and do I need the specific name, or can it be the family? I think family.
0: last name. Last name is okay. Five, all right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Then I can definitely do this.
0: Okay. Okay. Ready? Uh, okay.
2: Did someone in the chat ask about this? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay.
3: <clears throat> On your mark. Mhm. Get set.
2: Go. All right. The NFC East is Eagles. Lori. Um, the Giants, Mara and Tish. Uh, Washington is Daniel Snyder. And then the Cowboys are Jerry Jones. Okay? The South, uh, Falcons are Arthur Blank. Panthers are, are, are David Tepper. The Bucks are the Glazer family. Um, and then the the uh, Saints is uh, Benson. Um, uh, Benson's wife. Um, yeah.
1: Gail. Uh, Gail. Uh,
2: yeah, Gail Benson. Uh, then, let's see, the NFC North, you got the— the Lions that Sheila Hemp for, or that Sheila Ford Hemp, it's it's the mm-hmm. Ford family. That's Sheila, um, That's the Vikings are, are the are it's the Will family. Steve Wilf. the the Bears is the is the McCaskey family. Um, then the Packers is is it's it's a publicly owned company, so it's not it's not family ownership. Um, all right, and then I need the West here. Uh, 49ers is uh, Jed York. Um, the uh, uh, Seahawks. It was Paul Allen. Now it's it's his sister, right? Uh, it's it's Paul Allen. I, I I believe it's the estate of Allen or or, or Paul okay. Allen's sister, Jody Allen. Jody Allen. Yeah, yeah.
3: trustee. <laughs> She's a trustee. Yep.
2: Okay. Um, the Cardinals is the Bidwell family. I, th- I think it's Michael Bidwell. Uh, and then yep, the estate
3: uh, of Bill Bidwell. Okay. What's that? It's the estate of
2: the estate of keep Wade. going, keep going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the Rams is is Stan Kroenke. So. That's the NFC, right? Okay. Right, so yes. now let's go to the AFC. Let's go back to the East. Uh, the Patriots are, the, are is, is is Robert Kraft. The Jets uh, is is Woody Johnson, but he's the ambassador to Great Britain now, so it's his brother. Um, he's coming back. What's that? Yeah.
0: He's, he's coming back in a couple weeks. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> January twentieth. Yeah,
2: and then um uh, uh Dolphins is Steven Ross, and then um
0: one of my college roommates. Uh, and then
2: the, uh, the Bills is uh, is, is, Terry, uh, is Terry, uh, Terry Pugula, P-E-G-U-L-A.
0: <laughs> got uh, it.
2: Um, and then, uh, so let's go to the AFC North now. What's that?
0: You got three divisions left. Okay, go
2: AFC ahead. North. Uh, the Browns are, are Jimmy Haslam. Um, well, is Jimmy Haslam. Um, <laughs> Bengals uh, is Brown, uh, is Mike Brown. Um <laughs> always confusing. The Ravens is Steve Bishotti. Um the Steelers is, is the Rooney family, right? Dan Rooney right now. Yeah. Uh Uh so now I need the South. Um and uh and the Titans is Amy Adams Strunk, is that right? Mm.
0: Uh, that's the I, one the I think light. I wouldn't have gotten. What's that? I think that's the one I wouldn't have gotten. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Oh,
2: uh the, the Texans flex. uh it it was Bob McNair. Now, I, I, I think I think Cal McNair is the one who runs it, his son. Um,
0: I hope he's not an inmate.
2: The, in the, uh, the Jags is Jad Khan. Um, and then who am I missing in the south? The Colts, uh, which is Jim Irse. Uh, so now I need to do the, the west. Um, Chargers, Spanos. Is, is that how this started when yes. you mentioned Dean Spanos? Um, <laughs> Uh, yes. The uh, Raiders is Mark. This don't uh, The Raiders is Mark Davis, um, who I miss. Uh, the, uh, the The Broncos are, are interesting because Pat Bowen died. Um, no, it's not interesting that he died. I'm sorry to say that. Like his, <laughs> there's, it's funny. Uh, his his family is, is uh, uh, there was an outstanding athletic yes. piece last yeah. year uh, yeah. about the fight My for Nikki. control. But I, I think it's it's run by Joe Ellis. Right, right, right now. Wow, but, uh, that I
0: never would have gotten.
2: Um, one more, and then, and then, and then what team am I missing? I, I, I said the Raiders, the Ch- oh, the Chiefs, which is Hunt Clark Hunt.
0: There you go. Is that everyone what we got? Okay,
3: I think he's done. I can't even count that fast.
0: What time? What time do oh, we have? 4.05. Ooh, oh, was, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> I went one twenty six. I had two oh I had two
1: minutes.
3: All right, one twenty six. <laughs> yeah, so, I win So, no, she, I went. Desc-
1: no, what are you talking about? Oh, one, 126 seconds or one minute, yeah. 26 seconds?
0: No, 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 no. 126 seconds. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was
3: yeah. like, wow, you were like, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, really impressive. That back. was as mad you... as
0: I've seen Marissa during a
1: podcast when she <laughs> thought that you wrote one minute, 26 seconds. <laughs> I was like, She wow. thought it was the worst bet of all. She's <laughs> like, are you insane?
0: Uh, from uh, Defob Dan Ruddle uh dear god i realize you have the rest of your life with those kids but given this performance i think there's a non-zero chance that you've yet to meet at least one of them <laughs> Come on! <laughs> <laughs> very well done zach we're my all kids very are the impressed greatest
1: joy of my life so. we, we gotta find so we gotta find something well, to after challenge uh, zach what's
3: that yeah. I think we should do something like this. Every podcast.
1: It like doesn't have do. to be sports. It doesn't have to be football related.
3: <laughs> if
1: it's
2: music, yeah, someone I in
3: I the the this needs to be a reoccurring segment.
0: Yeah, it so. is a good it's segment. Nick Saban staff.
1: So
2: I, 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 I shared with uh, Bo and, and our editor Pete last week. Um, uh, it's, it's like a self deprecating thing, but it's, it's, it's real bad. Like the show, how out of touch I, I am with cultural references. Okay. Cause we were talking about Nnamdi uh, yeah, and
0: in Belvedere in,
2: in 2012. Uh, <laughs> no
1: podcast talks more about Belvedere.
2: So 2012 <laughs> Namdi Asamoah was wearing a shirt with these four people walking across the road, right? Have I told this on the pod before?
0: No, you gotta okay. tell me. It's
2: good. And I'm making conversation with him and I said, I said, Oh, what's the significance of your shirt? And he looked at me and he started laughing and I was not in on the joke, and I'm like, no, seriously, <laughs> what does your shirt mean? And he, he's like, he's like, it's the Beatles crossing Abbey Road, and I was like, oh, okay, like I, I didn't realize that was something that I I should have known. And then uh, fast forward to the 2018 season, and we are on the bus coming back from Eagles practice, uh, at, and uh, mm. the and the other writers got out of the 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 bus, the cross abbey road and i realized i was like that that's namdi asma's shirt right there
0: there you go <laughs> <So>. <laughs> pretty good stuff yeah. there you yeah. go all right oh uh my God. well that, that'll do longer. it longer
1: these should not be getting longer
0: <laughs> okay you need to start capping these i think that's right um that'll do it for this episode of birds with friends um if there is no outstanding uh breaking news this week i think we'll, we'll be back for a, a quick playoff weekend preview uh, later in the week and then uh, that's about it otherwise if you know if Doug Peterson uh, decides he wants to go coach the Chargers and Justin Herbert yeah no we'll outstanding talk about that news
1: too. i mean don't you expect that that the least I said going is going to be coach i feel like there yeah I, uh, highly likely that there'll be coaching staff changes at the least right
0: that's true yeah we're we're here we're on demand you know
1: well, speak for yourself
0: yeah that's fair uh, well thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in and thank you to uh I was gonna say the owners, but not thanking to the owners. So that's about all I've got. Thanks to Joe Judge for speaking truth to power. For Zach, Sheil, Marissa, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you.